If it were not enough that our Lord is willing to suffer and die for our sins, he humbles himself all the more in washing the feet of his apostles. He's trying to show them the nature of true authority, the nature of true power, that authority and power are meant to serve those in need, to lift up the fallen, to cleanse those who are bathed in filth. And then even at this same holy mystery, the Last Supper of our Lord, what we know as the First Mass, he gives us the most perfect example of humility. He doesn't only humble himself to wash our feet, he becomes bread for us. Every Holy Thursday, after the Mass of the Lord's Supper, we process with the Blessed Sacrament, the Eucharistic presence of our Lord, to an altar of repose here at St. Dorothy's. Of course, we have it in the hall, and you all follow me out as I process with our Lord. And our Lord remains at the altar of repose till midnight tonight to give all of you an opportunity to spend some time with him. And if you recall, it was on this night in particular after the Last Supper that Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he spent the night in prayer before he was arrested. You'll also recall that it was this night in which he warned the apostles to stay awake and pray. Stay awake and pray. And every time he went off a little distance to pray, he'd come back and there were Peter, James, and John fast asleep. They were just so exhausted, so tired, they could not stay awake. And he warns them, get up, pray. You're going to be tested. You need strength. I've already given you my body and blood in the Eucharist. I've washed your feet as a sign of spiritual cleansing, but now it is time to pray. And he chides Peter. What did he say to him? Could you not stay awake one hour with me? One hour. See, that's our Lord's teaching on the first holy hour. That's why it's been a long-standing tradition that we have a formal holy hour at the church on Thursday nights. Because that's the night when the apostles should have stayed awake and prayed. It's the night Jesus asked for an hour of prayer in his presence. And even if you can't stay an hour tonight at some point, can you spend some time with him in prayer? It's not Jesus who needs your time. It's not Jesus who needs your prayers. He's the Lord. He doesn't need anything from us. Nothing. It's we who need to spend this time in prayer. Prayer, like the sacraments, is not a, a magic bullet. It doesn't kind of take care of all of your problems. But you have to understand the graces that we receive through the sacraments actually are strengthened and flower through our prayer. And when we're not praying enough, when we're not spending enough time in prayer, then all of those graces we receive go unused and in, eventually leave us. We lose them. Use it or lose it. That's what they say. It's not always possible every day, of course, to do a holy hour. It's not reasonable for everyone to do that. 
one a week, I think most people can figure out a way to do a holy hour a week, squeeze it in somehow. And if for some reason it's just impossible to get to the church for an hour a week, do a holy hour at home. Just sit in a quiet place for an hour, put yourself, at least mentally, in our Lord's presence. Pray, be with him. If you can make a spiritual communion when you can't get to Mass, you can make a spiritual holy hour when you can't get to the church. But especially this night, take advantage of the opportunity you have. Spend at least some time with our Lord after the liturgy. Reflect in particular about his agony in the garden. And even though our Lord needs nothing from us, you can still spend some time with him, trying to console his grieving heart. It was this night in particular, he took upon himself the sins of us all. That burden so heavy that while in the garden, he sweated drops of blood. Do you know the only way that that's physically possible to sweat blood is basically for you to have a massive heart attack and many of your blood vessels to burst in your body from the strain so that the blood seeps out with your sweat. And his agony, in his love, his heart could not take it. And that was for me, and that was for you. It's the least that we can do to try to spend some time with him. And you're saying, Father, I don't know what to say when I'm with him. That's okay. Open your Bible, pray a rosary, Tell him thank you. When was the last time you told him thank you? Think about how much he suffers and how much he forgives. Talk to him about your day, your week, your year, your hopes and your dreams. It's always awkward at first. We're trying to get to know someone. Those awkward silences at times. Our Lord is typically very silent when we sit with him. But once you've spent enough time in his presence, what you'll find is you begin to hear him speak to you far more readily, far more frequently. This will benefit each one of us, this time spent in his presence. And if you're struggling like the apostles to stay awake during that time, there's a helpful hint I always recommend. Very few people ever fall asleep on their knees. When I was in college, I couldn't drink caffeine or think anything to stay awake. I've always been allergic to it. So during exams, and I had to stay up late studying, I would kneel at my desk. It was the only thing that could keep me up when I was exhausted. I'd kneel there at the desk studying. Although I have to admit, one time I did fall asleep. I, uh, I woke up at two in the morning and I was slumped over my desk, still kneeling there at the desk. <laughs> so it is possible, it is possible. Kneeling is a great way to help stay awake. Put yourself in somewhat of an uncomfortable position. So make a decision tonight on how many minutes you'll spend with him. Again, it doesn't have to be a full hour. It's better at least to start somewhere.
Give him five minutes, give him 15 minutes, give him 30 minutes, whatever you decide. But spend some time with him this evening in his agony. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.